This uh, Sunday morning reading is from Jeremiah chapter 32, which you'll find on page 796 in the Church Bible, 796. It's Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 38 to 41. They will be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them singleness of heart and action, so that they will always fear me, and that all will then go well for them and for their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them, and I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing them good and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and soul. This is the word of the Lord. Father, thank you for your servant, Rachel. We pray, Lord, as she opens your word to us, we may learn so much more about enjoying the Father's welcome in prayer. Thank you that we can talk to you anytime, any place. So God, I pray your blessing on Rachel and unstop our ears that we may hear what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. So I wonder what it is, oh I'm loud, I wonder what it is that makes you feel welcome. If you're going somewhere and you're meeting new people, often there's a worry and an apprehension beforehand. And I can still remember the nerves before meeting my future in-laws for the first time. And in order to make sure that all the attention wasn't on me, I took three other friends with me, as well as Sam because there is safety in numbers. I hope, though, that we all have a story about a time we were made to feel welcome straight away, times where we immediately felt relaxed and put at ease. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is that does it. Perhaps it's a smile. Someone actually looks you in the eye. Or perhaps it is one of these welcome mats that would make you feel welcome. I am. I know this one makes me laugh. Slow one. I moustache you to remove your shoes. Moustache, moustache. There we go. It got through. Thanks. <laughs> and finally, ah, it would help if I was on, wouldn't it? That would make things move. Um, welcome. When you're here, your family. Do you still want in? And I love this last one in particular. As a church, we are all members of God's family. And we all have things that annoy us. Just as we all have things that make us unique. But we are all welcome into this place. No matter what our week has been like. Whether you have been angelic and always done the right thing or whether you have been short-tempered and snapped at people. 
No matter how awake you are feeling right now, or how willing you are to make small talk after the service, it doesn't matter. You are family and you are still welcome in this place. And the sermon title starts with enjoying the Father's welcome. And I don't know what it is that the word Father conjures up in your mind. For some people, there may be a difficulty relating to God as Father. Now, fatherhood as an idea, it's something we're all familiar with. And we may project our expectations or experiences of what a father should be or has been and project them onto our heavenly father. A child who longs for a physical dad has a hard time seeing God as capable of filling that role. Or a teenager who feels that they have to succeed in sport or at school to earn their father's approval may see their relationship with God in a similar way. For others, the word father may bring up memories of abuse or neglect. But how tragic that such a beautiful facet of God's character, the fact that he is not distant, he is not an impersonal ruler, but he is a warm and a welcoming dad, but it's often tainted by the weakness of human fathers. Yet whatever your feeling towards the word father or anything your own father did or didn't do, We are taught to pray to God as Father. And perhaps it might help if we say that God the Father is kind. It is more than love from a distant, perhaps absent Father. God isn't a detached being. Jeremiah tells us that God will rejoice in doing good. Think about that for a moment. God's natural way of being is to be kind. And he rejoices in it. He wants to be kind to us. And I think when there is kindness, we feel welcome in a place. We have a God who rejoices in making us feel welcome. I don't know how many of you have done the 40 Acts of Lent initiative, where you sign up to doing 40 kind acts throughout Lent. And this can have an amazing impact People are sadly surprised when you are unexpectedly kind to them. And I want to suggest you might try doing a random act of kindness this week and see how you feel afterwards. Look at the reaction you get. Drop a chocolate bar in at a neighbor's house. Write a surprise thank you note to a friend. Give a bottle of wine to your boss. I don't... What? I don't know why that's so funny. Um, (laughs) Peter, expect something this week. Um, (laughs) When there is kindness, God is in that place. We can bring more of God to a place simply by being kind. And I think kindness feels more tangible than the abstract love. And I think, therefore, it can be easier for us to understand God as the Father if we see him as a kind father, rather than just saying, God is love. We can see kindness at work, and we can thank God for his kindness to us in different ways. I want us to take a brief moment now to stop and think of the blessings in our life we can thank God for. Or to put it another way, what kindnesses can you thank God for? Perhaps Thank you, God, for giving me so-and-so for doing the dishes. 
who helped with the shopping, or thank you God that it didn't rain when I had to go out, so not this morning. But let's have a moment and just think what it is that we can thank God for his kindness for. I think gratitude is always helpful. And it can be a helpful way to end our days, to think back and give thanks for good things. No matter how bad a day, there is normally at least one thing that we can be thankful for. And I think that being thankful can help settle us and realign us. Gratitude isn't just putting on a rose-tinted pair of spectacles and pretending that everything's all right when you've had a bad day. But it does help us recenter ourselves on what is good. It can remind us that God is kind and God has been there. So let's return to the Jeremiah reading. God rejoices in doing good things for us, not just because he has to, because he's God, but he does it with all his heart and soul. I know that life doesn't always feel good, but good things are still happening. God is still in the world. And one of the kindnesses God shows us is listening. We are welcomed into his presence through prayer. He delights when we talk to him, not with lists of demands, but as one friend to another. I don't know how it is that you talk to your friends or if you have friends that you go to for different things at different times. I know that when I was younger, I would pick the parent that I went to depending on the response it is that I'd in the same way. Someone you only go to with the best of yourself. Or someone you only turn to when you're feeling desperate. But God knows all of you. God knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet he continues to want to offer kindness to you. You don't need to, which is good because you can't, filter your thoughts from him. God welcomes us into his presence through prayer. And Jesus spent time in prayer to God as your father 15 times. Jesus is keen to stress that God is not just his father, but your father, yours and mine. Therefore, in talking to him and praying with him, we aren't just And we aren't even fulfilling a religious duty. We are building a relationship with someone who cares for us, with someone who rejoices in doing good for us. The Lord's Prayer starts with our Father. Ours, meaning we share the same relationship that Jesus had with the Father. To me, this is incredible Because, quite frankly, most of the time, despite a desire to be more like Jesus, I fail miserably. I do not do all the kindness I should or could. Yet, despite that, Jesus has said that we are loved by God in the same way that he is loved by God. At Jesus' own baptism, God said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And God loves us in that same way. He is our father too. 
we are welcome to be with him, to spend time with him, to experience his loving kindness. And God the Father said this to Jesus before he had done any of his earthly ministry. And he says the same to us before we have done anything for him. It is not a love based on action, but based on God's nature as someone who never wants to stop doing good for us. On the night that Jesus was arrested, he was praying for us. The Gospel of John chapter 17 says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through the message of the disciples, that the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You have loved them even as you have loved me. We are loved by God, not a distant deity who doesn't really care about us, but we are loved by someone whose heart is to be kind to us, who sees us as their child, just as Jesus was God's child. We are adopted into that same family. All this to say that we aren't invited into God's family so that we can have a sense of obligation and duty. We are invited so that we can feel his welcome, his love and his kindness around us. Our response to God should come from a place of being loved, not a sense of duty. I don't know what it is you all think about prayer. Is it something so natural that you barely even think about doing it? Or is it something that you have to think about and plan into your day? I think sometimes without meaning to, we are taught to feel guilty about prayer. We think that we aren't praying right if we don't have quiet times and silent contemplation. But although these times of meditation are good, so is coming before God with childlike requests. Prayer isn't a task or a duty to be added to the day. And I quite like this quote. Time spent in prayer is never wasted. It is a chat you can have at any time. It is the chance to build our relationship with God. Get things off your chest. Moan at God. Tell him what's going on. Ask him for help. And remember that he wants to offer you his kindness. By praying, we are connecting with God and heaven is seeping into our world. Heaven is wanting to welcome us. God wants to embrace us. In no matter what way you are praying, you are inviting heaven to enter this world for God's presence to fill the space that you are in. If you are able to use your imagination in prayer, imagine God with you when you pray. You are in conversation with a father who delights in you. And we pray because we believe it does something. The first time you ever prayed, you might not have thought that anything would happen. And you might not have felt anything had happened or felt any different to start with. It is weird to non-believers, and even some believers, that we talk to something that you can't see, whether you do it out loud or if you're doing it in your head. But God wants to give us good gifts. And by praying to God and asking for things, we should believe it works. It seems ridiculous. I don't think that right now you would ask the queen for a gift. It would seem a bit silly. She's not here. Probably wouldn't hear you. 
Yet we ask the king of all creation to provide for us, to look after us. We pray through the Spirit in union with Christ to God the Father. It is with the power of the Spirit that we're able to come before the Father with boldness, knowing we are loved and knowing we are welcome into the family. And God does sometimes feel distant. I accept that. But that doesn't mean that our prayers aren't heard. Our prayers don't just hit the ceiling and bounce off. They are heard by a loving Father. So today, I want you to go home knowing that you are welcome in this family. God is there for you and delights in being kind to you. Speak to God. Start a prayer with my Father. Dare to enjoy being a child of God. Use your imagination to let God enter that room with you. God wants to rejoice in you and with you. Can you let him? And I'm going to pray briefly for us before we move on. God, we pray that this week you would break into our hearts. Help us to feel your love and kindness surround us. I pray that we would be able to enjoy being in your presence. No matter how busy our week is, may we feel you seeping in. Amen.